Good evening, church. Another Wednesday night during COVID season. I hope you're taking care. I hope you're doing the guidelines. Mainly, I'm praying that you will be well, and I will be well, and those we love will be well, and that our, our Christian brothers and sisters around the world will be delivered from this pandemic. And that's what we need to continue to pray for. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to look at some verses in Proverbs and Psalms about advice. Where do you get advice? And how do you, what do you do with the advice that you receive? Uh, it amazes me where people look for advice. Uh, how they think that they can receive instruction for this problem or that problem. You know, uh, I didn't think much about it, but I, I met several Christians that I have pastored that actually looked at their horoscope every single day to see what kind of day it was going to be. We may laugh at that, but that's not funny because they were dead serious about it. I've met others who really like to write Dear Abby and see if she could give them help. And whatever Dear Abby said was going to be good advice. Uh, then we have all the different ones. Uh, Dr. Laura for a while on the radio and TV and Dr. Phil. And uh, then there was uh, Oprah and all her uh, New Age stuff. Uh, <clears throat> they had a program when I lived down in, uh, in uh, the Little Rock area that was Dial a Psychic. You could dial and for $1.99, you could get uh, your horoscope ready. You could get advice on what, what was going to happen to you. And yet, we need to understand that our advice as Christians needs to come from somewhere else. We don't need worldly wisdom. We need godly wisdom. And we need to understand that and, and remember that, that we should heed, we should hear and heed the counsel of God for happiness and for contentment. We should hear and heed the counsel of God for happiness and contentment. It affects all areas of our life. I wanted to start with uh, just reading some scriptures. I'm going to start with Proverbs chapter 16, 1. And uh, it's not one of our main texts, but it gives us the flavor of where we're going for. And in Proverbs chapter 16, one, it says, the preparations of the heart belong to man. In other words, we make our plans, we make our preparations, we take our advice. Then it goes on to say, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. In other words, the answer that really needs to be heard, that answer that really needs to be shared, is from God. And I'm going to go on and we're going to read uh, Psalms, I mean Proverbs 19, verse 20. It says this, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your later days. Verse 21 says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. In other words, we can have lots of plans, lots of goals, lots of ambitions, and we can set our lives towards those. But it's God's advice that's going to make a difference. It's God's advice that's going to carry through. It's God's advice that will not change, is always trustworthy, is always stable. And so I want to look at two or three things about where do you get your advice and how we're supposed to rely on God uh, and His counsel for life and happiness and contentment. The first one is, is from this Proverbs 19.20 passage. It's a precept. It's a, it's a truth that you're supposed to build upon. It says, listen to counsel, receive instruction that you may be wise in your later days. The precept basically means hear it. 
Hear it. Uh, there are two commands in this scripture, okay? Um, and, and we're supposed to hear it and observe it. And so he says, listen to counsel. That's the first command. Listen to counsel. Godly counsel um, points us uh, not to be wise in our own eyes. Godly counsel reminds us that our knowledge is limited. All human beings are limited in their knowledge. And teachers and parents that have walked with God for years need to share the counsel they receive from God. God builds those things in our lives to share them with others. They aren't just for us a, a storehouse. You know, we're not just supposed to take them out and look at them every once in a while and enjoy them ourselves. It's sort of like the miser who had a bunch of gold and he buried it out in the woods behind his house. And every day he would sneak out there and he would take the gold out of the out of the ground and out of the bag. He'd polish it and look at it and savor it, stuff it back in the bag, and stuff it in the ground. And he did that several days. And one day another fellow was in the woods. And he saw what the miser was doing. And so when the miser left, he dug up the gold and took it. The miser went out the next day to again enjoy his gold, just to touch it and feel it and bury it again. And it was gone. And he hollered and he screamed and he cried. And, and finally his neighbors heard and said, what's wrong? And they came running. He said, somebody stole my gold. Somebody stole my gold. They said, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Finally, one fellow says, what were you saving it for? What were you going to do with it? The miser said, do with it. Do with it. I was already doing with it. I took it out every day. I enjoyed it. I looked at it. I polished it. I put it back in the ground. And the guy said, so you really weren't planning on doing anything with it. You weren't saving it up for anything specific. I was doing with it what I was going to do with it. He said, I've got advice for you then. The miser said, what? How am I going to get my gold back? He said, well, I don't know that. But if that's all you're going to do is bury it and take it out and polish it and look at it, just get a bunch of rocks. The miner said, rocks? What are you talking about? I said, well, they're a lot cheaper and nobody's going to steal them. And you can take them out and polish them and look at them every day. And we think that's ridiculous. But see, that's the way it is when we hoard up God's word, we hoard up God's advice, yet we don't share godly advice. It does no one good except for us to polish it up and look at it and think how smart we are. But we're supposed to be sharing that. He says, receive it. Hear it. Okay? Hear the instruction. He says, listen to counsel, godly counsel, God's ways, God's word. And then we'll have something to share. And so receive instruction uh, has a special connotation to it. In the Jewish mindset, the Jewish rabbis didn't think you'd really heard from God until you acted on it. They didn't think you'd really heard the Word of God until it changed your life. They didn't believe that you'd really listen to God, that you had heard God until you did something that He told you today to do. And so you'd receive instruction, notice, that you may be wise in your later days. In other words, for wisdom. And it all goes back to, do we have a teachable heart? You see, you receive it, you're to hear it, you to share it with others. You to do something about it. But that all begins with a teachable spirit. My father-in-law, for several years before he died, kept me out of a lot of trouble. He would share little bits of wisdom about being a pastor or related to how to live out God's Word and, and, and how to uh, tell others about God's Word and how to share it. 
Because he knew that if you stayed with God's word and you obeyed God's word and you let God's word change you, you'd have wisdom that people needed your children or your grandchildren or, or those around you, those in your church, your friends, your neighbors. You would have that wisdom to share with them. But see, I could have just said, oh, you're old and out of touch. You don't know the young people. Or, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I would not have received that wisdom. And so I wouldn't have had a teachable heart. All of us need a teachable heart because when it says receive it, we're receiving it from God. Okay? And we're to receive counsel and we're to receive instruction for the purpose of making us wise to help other people. We need to ask, are we doing that? Are we getting our advice from God? Do we take the precepts, the, the, the truths that we find in this book, apply it to our lives, and share it with others? And that's what we're supposed to do. And then, not only that, but we're not just to hear it. Uh, it's a possession that we're to keep. We're to keep it or to grasp it. Psalm chapter 16, uh, verse 7 says this, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. It's a possession that we're to keep, that we're to grasp. Um, do we understand that? He is talking here. He, 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 he says specifically, okay, I will bless the Lord. Okay? Are we blessing the Lord for His Word? Are we praising Him that His Word is dependable, that it never changes, that it will not fail, that it's stable in the midst of a, of a country that is unstable in everything? Are we praising Him that He has shared His Word, that we live in a country where we can have a Bible and read a Bible and we're not persecuted for it yet? Do we understand that? And said, he has given me counsel. Again, that word, that, that, that word uh, counsel means to, to, to share, to whisper in the ear, to, uh, to guide along. Just sort of like, I don't know if you've ever had to try to guide a toddler. And they say, no, I can do it. They don't want to hold your hand. And so you're constantly touching them on the right or the left to get them to turn. You're just sort of pushing them along. And that's what God's counsel does. It, it sort of hems us in on either side and keeps us safe. Do we understand that? He said, he's giving me counsel and my heart instructs me in the night seasons. Have you ever woken up at night and remember something God told you? Or you woke up at night and you were troubled and you read God's word and it just sort of settles your heart? See, your heart uh, really instructs you in those times when you're meditating on God's word. When, when you're feeding on God's word, it, it's sort of ruminating would be a, a good word for it. To ruminate means you're one of those that, that uh, uh, choose the cud. Whether it's a cow or a deer or a sheep or other animals that they regurgitate that food and they chew it and get some more out of it. And that's the way God's word is. You, you want to say, oh, that's gross, but it's not because you keep chewing on it. You keep getting more nutrition from it. You keep thinking about it. It keeps ruminating. And then at night, you should keep a, a, a pad and a pencil beside your bed in case God says something to you and you write it down. The next day you, you, you think about it. Now, a few words of, of wisdom. If I don't have my glasses beside me, I'm not going to know what I wrote because I'm not going to be able to see it. And if I don't wake myself up enough to very carefully write it down, it's so scribbled that the next day I'm thinking, what, what did you tell me, Lord? And sometimes he's gracious and the Holy Spirit brings back to my mind. Sometimes he says, well, why didn't you take time to write it down properly? See, we don't just hear it, we possess it. 
And more importantly, God's word is to possess us. Does that make sense? Not just do we possess it, does it possess us? Uh, does it guide us? Does it grab a hold of our hearts? Is it the way God brings obedience about, obedience about in our lives that it, we can't get away from the word? Okay? Uh, it, it's sort of like uh, uh, putting a ring in a bull's nose. You do that to, to keep him where you can lead him around and you can control him. And that's what the word of God, it sort of takes that, that hostile spirit within us, that old sin nature, and it controls it by God's word to lead it here, lead us there so that we don't lose God's words. We hear it and we possess it. And then the third word would be prayer. Do we pray for it? Okay. Psalm chapter 20, verse 14, uh, says it this way. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. May he grant it according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Does that mean it's just carte blanche when you pray for it? Because God says, may he grant your heart's desire. He will give you your heart's desires. Listen, we need to be careful about our heart's desires. But in the context of this, this hearing it and possessing it, we're to pray for it because we have godly wisdom. We have godly advice. And so we're not going to pray for things that would mislead us, for things that, that our heart would be turned towards evil or that would harm us. I hope that makes sense to you. It, it, uh, it, 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 it's a matter of requesting it. Let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving. All right? And I think that's where we're, we're at in our nation. We have too many that want to claim it or too many that want to think that whatever their heart's desire is to make them happy, that's what God's supposed to give them. But God is a loving Father. He's not going to give us things that would hurt us. He's not going to go thing, give us things that go against His Word. He's not going to give us things that go against His purposes. Now, sometimes in His permissive will, we'll pray for things and He actually lets us have them to teach us a lesson. A lesson about what we really didn't want, what really doesn't satisfy. We could talk about a lot of different situations in our lives if we were together that you found that to be true you know it could be it could be silly little things you know you always wanted this kind of car when you finally got it it was nothing but a lemon or or maybe it was a, a relationship and god knew that that wasn't the kind of person you were to date or or to be involved with but you just had to have it and he allowed that to happen and then your heart was broken and your fellowship with your parents or your friends or god himself suffered all right, we're to hear it and grasp it or keep it. That's God's wisdom, God's advice. And that leads us to pray for the proper things. We pray for those things. Are we praying for godly wisdom? Are we praying, uh, like James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let's, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without refute or without condemnation. He doesn't say, well, I just... He, you know, you asked for that yesterday and gave it to you. I'm not going to give it again. No. He gives liberally. Okay? He gives it as a blessing. But it's his kind of wisdom. It's not earthly wisdom. We have too many Christians that are running around looking for advice in the wrong places. You should never ask. I want you to hear this, married couples. You should never ask your coworkers about marital advice unless you know them to be active, godly Christians. Not just in name, but in the way they live their lives. We have too many that'll ask just somebody that doesn't care anything about marriage. They'll just has the world's view that if you don't like it, get out of it. That's not God's view. They shouldn't advise us and we shouldn't look for that. 
teenagers and adults alike. We need not to just ask a bunch of different people until we get the answer we want. People say, Brother Gary, what do you think about this? And then they don't come around for a little while. And I see them later. I said, did you ever figure it out? Yeah, I asked so-and-so and they agreed with me. They weren't wanting advice from the Bible. They weren't wanting God's word to guide their lives. They wanted their own self to guide it. So we're, we're, we're to hear God's word, the precepts. We're to possess the truths, the counsel, the instruction. And we're to pray about those things. And adults, we really need to pray for children and youth that we would be an influence on them to guide them according to God's standards. Not just with our words, but with our deeds, with the way we live. That we can help them along to avoid some pitfalls. And when they do fall, it should not be, yeah, 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 I knew you were a bad person. It should be, come on, I've fallen before. Let's confess it to God and let's go on down this journey together. So we have the precept, the possession, the prayer, but we also have the partnership. In a partnership, we need to give ourselves to, like I said, does God's advice possess us? We need to give ourselves to it. Psalm chapter 55, uh, verse 14, is the one that I wanted us to read. And Psalm 55, uh, <clears throat> one more. No, 55, verse 4, I'm sorry. Is that right? No, 55, verse 14 says it this way. It says, We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. In other words, we studied God's Word together. We prayed together. We talked about these problems together. We talked about the issues of life together. We took sweet counsel together. And then we and others joined the throng as we went to God's house. There's something about the partnership of believers. There's something about uh, being together. Now, we are to have our private Bible study times. We are to have our private Times where it's just us and God and He speaks to us. But we're also to have the corporate times. God, in a special way, shares His Word when we're gathered together. God, in a special way, uh, lets His Spirit move with power when we're gathered together. We, we, we hear it. We grasp it. We request it. But we give ourselves to it in a special way when we hear it together. And we realize that's God's purpose for us as His people. And we give ourselves to that. Uh, you give yourselves in many ways. You give yourselves when you give of your time to make God's kingdom flourish. You give of yourselves when you're praying for fellow believers. You give of yourselves when you're a gifted teacher and you share God's Word. You give of yourselves in service to the kingdom of God through the local church. You give to God's Word, you give to what He's called you and instructed you and I to do. And we give ourselves to it. If your life seems a little bit meaningless, if you're wondering where do you find meaning or contentment or joy, I can assure you, anytime you invest in God's kingdom, you find that you're giving something beyond just for you. It's not selfish. It's for others. And I promise you it has eternal consequences. It matters if we work in God's kingdom or not as children of God. It matters when we give ourselves to the work He's called us to do. So don't give up on that. Then the last time is the prospect of it. What is the prospect of it? Psalm 73 verse 24 says, You will guide me with your counsel 
and afterward receive me up into glory. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me up into glory. This is a journey we're on. It's a faith journey. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, uh, the, the proof of things not seen is one translation of it. You see, we're in a faith journey. We walk. We need God's wisdom. We need God's counsel. As we accept God's counsel, He guides us through different areas of our life, through different stages of our life, from when we're young Christians to we're old Christians for, for however many years that is. He said, you guide me with your counsel. God is willing to guide us. He's not hiding around the, the bush or behind a tree saying, come find me. God always searches us out. God's will is not some kind of uh, 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 thing you did to the Cracker Jack box for, if anybody still does that, and find a prize. No, God's will, he wants to make known, but he does that through his counsel as we learn to trust him and follow him in faith. And the end result of that is, you see, he guides us and we have accepted Christ. We have the wisdom and he leads us into glory. He receives us into glory. Our home is not here. We follow him here, but our ultimate eyes are upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Our eyes are upon the homeland, the promised land. God's people have always been moving towards a promised land. All right? And that promised land is to be with him in heaven. That promised land, as we go, we don't want to be scarred and, and uh, ruined by all the different things that the devil has for us. We want uh, to be there with smiling faces because God has guided us. We've received that counsel, you see. We, we hear it. We keep it. We request it. We give ourselves to it. And the prospect is the blessings that it brings. You don't do it for the blessings. You do it because you love Jesus. But because you love Jesus, you do do it. Do we understand that? The prospect is better days. The prospect is a life that is well lived. The prospect is finding contentment and joy in whatever God has for us here in this world because this is not our home and there's a better future ahead. That's the prospect. Are we doing those things? This week I want you to ask yourself, where do you get your advice? And after you get it, what do you do with it? Do you ignore it? Do you take it? Do you hold it? Do you live it? Do you give yourself to it? What do you do with it? And if it's godly advice, we better be doing all these things. We better hear it, keep it, request it, give ourselves to it, and remember the reward or the prospect of it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your advice. Lord, your commands your statutes, your precepts, your instruction from your word. Thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing the thoughts and intents of the heart, uh, the joints and the marrow, soul and spirit. Lord, help us to accept your word and live your word and grow from your word. Thank you for protecting your word all these centuries that we have your word still and it's accurate. And Lord, that it is trustworthy. Help us to trust you more and trust your word more. As a church, let us live out your word. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good evening. We will see you next time. Hope to see you Sunday.